Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Leaving at Halftime. Host Matt Parker. Parker, joining me today is, for some reason, he looks like he's about to bust out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was right. Literally, you're sitting there just like... <laughs> I don't know, because... What? Is it goofy when I have to talk? No. A little bit. A little bit. All right. But it anyway. sounded like you were. we were building up to like some kind of joke or something, so I don't know. Yeah, we're always clowning. Yeah. But anyway, joining me today, some two good friends of mine, some two good writers, Anthony Poizel and Scott Thomas. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Just dandy. The All weather right. is fantastic, even though we're inside. And it puts everyone in a better mood, so. This is true. Yeah. You have you have anything to add to that? No. <laughs> what he said. All right. Well, uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, Scott and Anthony cover the baseball team for us here at the Post, and uh, we haven't had baseball on uh, at all during the spring. It's been a very hectic spring here at the Post Sports. But uh, Anthony, why don't you just dive right into everything we need to know about baseball until uh, yesterday's game against Ohio State? Right. So um, it's been uh, it's been a tough year. Um, they. Still only have eight wins. Um, they're currently entered eight and 21 before yesterday. So now they're eight and 22 because they lost. Spoiler. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, things have started to turn around a little bit. The, the fact that, I mean, I just, I have to talk about last night's game to kind of get some context here. But um, we love a 10 8 loss to Ohio State. While it was very frustrating because Ohio could have won, they had a one run lead in the ninth inning. Um, it was encouraging that they were. Scoring runs and um, for the most part, at least in the beginning of the game, pitched well against um, a Big Ten school. Um, that's huge considering how a couple weeks ago things were looking really, really bleak for this team. The offense was barely hitting over 200, which is like bad. Um, for, for all the non-baseball right. knowers like myself, yes. that's really bad. Yeah, that's, that's not good. It's not great. Um, and uh, they just really didn't have a whole lot of things going for them. They would find a win here and there, but then they would go back on a three or four game losing streak, and um, it was just tough. Uh, then they kind of found a little bit of a stride when they went to um, the conference play. They won a game against Central Michigan in their three-game series, which is pretty fascinating because the Chippewas are probably going to be one of, if not the best team in the MAC this year. Um, they have a lot of good players. Uh, and then they won a series against Bowling Green, um, which was pretty big too because I kind of wasn't sure when I was actually going to win a conference series. Um, but that was big. Then they kind of fell off again. They got swept by Northern Illinois last weekend. Um, and now we're here. So that's where they're at right now. They have a 3-6 and six, um, conference record. And they're hanging around for that last spot for the MAC tournament playoffs. There's still obviously a lot of baseball left to be played. Um, but I don't know. Well, they, they just – it's going to be – I think it's going to be close for them. They need to still have things to improve at on offense. Things have gotten better. The batting average is now at 230. All right. Which still isn't great. But, but it's better it looks than, a lot better yeah. than a month ago. Um, yeah. I don't want to press you more uh, before we get into Ohio State talk. Uh, I want to press you just a little bit more. You said they're you know hanging on to or fighting to get this last seed in, in the MAC tournament, um, and we all we've joked uh, you know saying like oh it's an odd year so they'll get in and they'll win it you know because they won it in 2015 and in 2017. Yeah. How what's going to be the reality of of them really getting there, really clinching that seed? What's the, going to be the number one thing that's going to have to be fixed? Uh, they're just—they're gonna need to need to score more runs. The offense needs to improve. The pitching, 
think is going to be fine. They're they're in the middle of the pack right now, and I think they have really nice thing going for them in that they have two starters who um, have looked more than capable of being weekend starters. Um, Eddie Cut is, is probably going to be starting on um, one of the one of those weekend games, and Jack Liebertor is going to be starting one game. They both have ERAs under three right now, which is really really good. Um, and um, Kenny Og, uh, he's a veteran, so he's always capable of turning things around, too. His year is currently at, like, six, um, so that's not great. But um, he has shown flashes of good starts, um, so I think he's still a solid person to have in the weekend rotation. Um, and then the best thing, I know I was, I'll circle back to the offense in a sec, too, but the best thing um, that they found in the last week or two is that um, Joe Rock, who was originally in the weekend rotation, is probably going to be a midweek starter for them, which is something that this team hasn't had uh, since I've been here, at least, and I don't think they've had it for a while. Um, but he pitched well yesterday. Uh, four, it's six and two thirds innings, four runs, and only three of them were earned. And that's, I mean, they'll take that every week. Absolutely, um, especially against a, a Big Ten yeah. I know Power Five school. Right, absolutely. So Ohio has four starters technically right now who are, you know, some of them are hitting their stride. I think Kenny Og can can get there. Um, so. Yeah, circling back to the offense. The offense needs to just continue putting runs on the board. Right now, it's just been Rudy Rote and Trevor Lucas, um, who have really kind of been getting the hits for them. Um, but that batting average has improved. The team batting average has improved. Everybody else is kind of slowly putting up a little bit. Um, I just looking at the stats here. Traven Funderburg is hitting two fifty three. I know he was down in the two twenties. I think um, a couple that weeks might ago. be the best name I've ever heard. Too. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's a very it's a very baseball name. It's it gets brought up a lot um, when it's I awesome. when I'm telling people about the baseball team. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that offense really just needs to to kind of step up. Um, put things to another another level or two, and that's I think going to be the difference maker for whether or not this team is an act tournament. So some context uh, about there were uh, mentioned Joe Rock, uh, and I'm reading Scott your game story right now. Uh, the quote from uh, did they call them coaches or managers? Coach, it's coach in college. It's coach in college. Yeah. Okay. So coach Rob Smith um, about Joe Rock said he was outstanding. I think he showed why he's one of our best young arms. He has a bright future for us, and I'm looking for him forward to him pitching more innings for us. End quote. Uh, Scott, last night, what was one of the the what was one of the number one things that really stood stood out about Rock last night as he was on top of the mound pitching against Ohio State? Um, for the most part, he was just he was. Really, really efficient. Um, he was able to get six and two-thirds innings. He was close to getting that last out. Um, it was probably the longest we've seen a midweek starter go over the season. Oh, it is? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. He. So he went a lot of innings, which helped because then they don't have to go through all the pitchers that they usually do. And um, he only allowed four runs in six and two-thirds, which is, which is really good. And only three of them were earned. Um, and he's still struggling a little bit with hitting the strike zone. Only had three last night, and that's something that um, three walks, three strikeouts. Oh, um, that's something that Coach uh, was telling us about. Coach Smith was telling us about, but um, he's he's improving. He's really hitting his stride right now. Then, in terms of offensive players, uh, if you're if you're not a fan of baseball by any stretch of the imagination, because you think it's too boring and it's too slow. Last night was the game for you. I'm telling you because we have grand slams, we have home runs, and all this other stuff. Last night, Cole Rebels uh, hits a grand slam that really kind of shifted the momentum for the Bobcats um, throughout most of the middle of that game. Um, players like that, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think you said his name when you were talking about Cole Rebels. Yeah. Or uh, no, last night was 
a little bit of a breakout night for him. He hasn't. I, I can his stats real quick just to, but kind of just talk about while he's looking up those stats, kind of speak on the impact of you know that hit and the momentum, the momentum shift that you saw in the Bobcats dugout. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the bottom of the fourth, uh, Ohio State just scored another run to go up 3-0. And Ohio managed to get the bases loaded, and Traben Funderburg had a had an infield single, which brought one home, and then they had bases loaded, no outs again. And uh, Cole Revels came up, and he hit a hit a bomb. It was a grand slam to right field, and it gave Ohio a two run lead, which which it, it, the place was crazy. I've never seen Bob Wren like that. It was yeah. by far the most packed uh, game of the year, but. And it was just really cool to see, and you could tell the bench was like getting really behind it, and they they really believed they were going to win that. Yeah. Uh, to get back on Cole Rebels, um, he's kind of he slipped under my radar at least because he hasn't gotten uh, as many at bats as, as some of the other guys on the team. He's at forty one, but some of the leaders right now, um, frequent starters are up above like 60, 70 at bats. So sure. um, I'm sure after last night though, he'll be getting more playing time. Um, he, he's an infielder. I think he. He plays third base, uh, but he's in 317 as a 370 OVP on base percentage. I, I, I got. I have to cool off with the baseball lingo. <laughs> yeah. But um, but that's for, for those for those that aren't aware. Anthony has covered the baseball team uh, since he was a freshman for us at yeah. the post, and he is now a junior. So and he was a baseball fan to begin with. Yeah. So, so he's got it down. I'm sorry. Um, but, it's like alphabet soup out here. Yeah, but those are both really really solid numbers, and I would imagine um, that Rob Smith's going to be. I mean, he has to. He has to give him more playing time because um, five rubies last night, and uh, they just they need more of that. They need they need someone who can get on base and can score runners. And um, I know it's just it was just one game for Cole, but I mean, it makes all the difference. To, to be hitting, I have a batting average of three seventeen with forty one at bats. It's still pretty solid. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of to shift the gears here. Um, you know, we're saying that, oh, you know, like they're so up and down and stuff like that. Well, they're playing a team that has had a lot more downs than they have ups in Toledo. Right. One and eight in conference play. Uh, this really could be kind of a, a, a turning point. Ohio can use this weekend as a turning point. Yeah. Um, Scott, feel free to chime in or whatever too here. But um, they, they, Ohio really needs, they really need three wins. Um, obviously, they'll take a series win. But this is this is a really really big opportunity for them to, to get back on track and put that conference record back at 500 and potentially slide back into um, a MAC tournament spot. Uh, yeah, Toledo. They they so here's the one thing that I found really quick. Look at the schedule. Um, they were swept by Bowling Green, and as I mentioned earlier, Ohio beat Bowling Green twice in the three games. So uh, that should bode pretty well for the Bobcats. Um, and I'm also looking forward to seeing. Um, Cut. I think he's going to make another start, uh, and how how he does against a team like Toledo, uh, he has proven that he can pitch deep in the games, and I think he's got a really good chance to do that here. Um, I want this could be a, a weekend where Kenny Og finally, um, you know, puts another strong start in and, and kind of turns things around a little bit. Um, and I think Jack Rebatore should have success on the mound as well. Any other comments, Scott? Um, no, I just think that looking at Toledo, they. They're very. They match up well for Ohio. They're ten and eighteen so far. Ohio's eight and twenty-two, so they've played a little less by two games. But they're just and in conference play they played really poorly. Um, Ohio hasn't played too great as well, especially after that sweep against Northern Illinois. But I think Ohio has a really good shot of getting picking up at least two conference wins. Definitely. Uh, obviously, in a perfect world, uh, Bobcats uh, fans would love to see a sweep, but. 
conference conference series win is a conference series win. Uh, not going to frown about that. Uh, be sure. I think that's going to do it for us, by the way. But be sure to follow um, our writers on Twitter. It's at Anthony P underscore two. And let's see if I can get Scott's for the second. Let's see. It's at Scott underscore C Thomas. Eleven. Eleven. All right. See. Yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I know everyone's Twitter's by heart. And, of course, if you feel so inclined, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at mparker underscore five. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day.